Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the wonderful and talented Michael Curtis. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Tammy, it's great to be here. So would you like to tell our guests a little bit about what your business is? Sure. Uh, I've been uh, privileged to be able to uh, partner up with my uh, wife and over the last number of years, uh, as part of the response team, we've had the privilege of helping businesses and families, uh, primarily focused on small and medium-sized businesses, help them to protect themselves by understanding what they need to do before, during, and after an emergency or disaster hits them. So, so what are some of these emergencies and disasters that you help them prepare for? So from a family perspective, anything from uh, house fires or flooding or or natural disasters that cause them to have to leave their home on very short notice, uh, whether it be within their home or, or external to it because they've been evacuated or uh, or sent off by government officials, emergency management officials, because maybe a gas leak has happened. Uh, to businesses where we're talking about business continuity management and being able to to handle when that blizzard hits and uh, it wipes out half of your staff. Is your business still operating the next day? Oh, well, those examples. are definitely some things that uh, are much needed for having gone through the really big floods here in Calgary in 2013 and, and the whole city of Fort McMurray burning this summer. Well, and we've had lots of those examples over the years. And uh, Fort McMurray and, and the floods of 2013 were certainly provincial and national level catastrophic incidents. But we also like to make sure that the, the smaller ones, like, for example, the Shaw Court fire in Calgary about four years ago now, uh, where it took out the 911 service in a radio station. So people, uh, for a chunk of Calgary, so people weren't able to even get the information. Um, you know, that's, those are planning, uh, opportunities that could have prevented incidents like that. And I like to make sure that our, uh, our small and medium sized businesses, especially the family businesses, which I've been exposed to for well over 30 years of my life, um, that they're able to protect themselves from stuff like that. Very, very important stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will have lots and lots of business to keep you uh, going for years to come. 
It is something that um, all businesses and all families and uh, even individuals, you know, we I, I try and make sure that people understand that having a plan for grandma who's living alone and who doesn't have uh, a family member within a few minutes of them, uh, how do we make sure that she's taken care of when the power goes out for two days? Or, or evacuation, like thinking about right. that a few years ago when there was fires in uh, Kelowna, and my mm-hmm. grandmother got evacuated out of her condo, and, and she was well into her 80s and stuff like that, and because it happened in the middle of the night, and she was a little disoriented and stuff like that, she didn't grab any of her prescriptions. Yep. And, and how do you deal with that stuff? Oh, that's exactly the the things that we help to make sure that families and, uh, uh, as I said, primarily small and medium-sized businesses help to prepare themselves properly by having a plan in place and not only having a piece of paper uh, for the plan, but knowing how to work that plan and being able to exercise it every once in a while so that they feel comfortable that when when an emergency or disaster hits them, that they already know what to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the panic and it's, it's good to go. Would you like to tell us a bit about what is your family situation? I am a very happily married uh, a man of almost 21 years coming up uh, here within a month, as I got reminded here the other day, our anniversary is coming up, uh, to a great woman, Paulette, who has a fantastic sense of humor, which she would have to have to be married to me. Uh, we have uh, two wonderful children. We have a, a soon-to-be 19-year-old son who's off in university uh, becoming a teacher. And an eighteen, uh, soon to be eighteen year old daughter who just graduated uh, high school uh, this past June. So you've definitely had some had some experience of, of dealing with money and kids and going through all of this wonderful fun stuff. Yeah, it's it has been interesting. We're in a we're in an interesting. Uh, um, I don't know whether the right term is demographic or not, but uh, certainly in a, a very interesting fork in the road in our lives in the fact that we're uh, just about empty nesters here. And uh, it has, uh, uh, with my wife and I only being in our early, well, she's in her early, I'm in my mid-40s, um, uh, it's, a, it's a great time. Uh, uh, and uh, from the financial end of things, man, have we ever learned a lot of lessons. Um Hopefully, I'll be able to uh, um, pass some of those on to well, uh, your listeners. So what would you say are, are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned about like dealing with money and kids and all that? Like you said, you've got one already out of the house and, and well into university and, and one that's just right on the cusp there. What are, what are some of the biggest things that you're going, okay, if I could go back and, and, and talk to myself 20 years ago, what would you say? Oh, um... If I went back 20 years to just uh, uh, when we were uh, uh, recently married and uh, kids weren't quite in the picture quite yet, but we knew that they were uh, soon to be in our future, I would be um, looking back and going, uh, remembering how important that $25 or $50 a month is to just put aside, mm-hmm. right? Even in the tough times. You know, and and maybe it might have only been five bucks or ten bucks at uh, on some of those months, but anything, putting it aside and just making sure you're well prepared, um, 
and and uh, and ready for what the future is going to bring. And what are some of the biggest lessons that you that you've learned being a parent now? Well, one of the things that came out in the last really uh, three or four years was the realization that both of our kids were graduating. And while anybody with uh, with a calendar in front of them could have uh, went out and said, yes, in uh, 2015, your son will graduate, and in 2016, your daughter will graduate, the interesting part about it is we thought that, oh, man, that's forever away. We'll be all right, and we'll be able to save for stuff like their education. Well, it became very, very clear and very uh, uh, blatantly uh, like a brick in the face obvious uh, that waiting until they were in grade nine to start saving for their university was not going to cut it. And that was a huge eye opener for us. Yeah, it is for for a lot of people because you just get so busy and caught up in the day-to-day stuff and just making sure that all the bills are paid for and there's a roof over their head sometimes when when things are going a little bit more challenging and then you go, oh, crud, <laughs> here we yeah. are. You know, and we were we were fortunate enough to have enough save for our, our son's, basically our son's first year of university and, uh, and uh and having people understand the costs of post-secondary education these days would be another thing that I would love to pass on. You know, uh, it's it's fine that your tuition is four thousand dollars or whatever, but that first year university is going to be fifteen thousand dollars, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and people have to understand that going into it. That uh, there's only two ways to do that to come up with that $20,000. Either you've got it saved because you've been working at it for a number of years, or guess what, folks, you're going into a loan situation. And whether that's a student loan for your your 18-year-old student who's about to get burdened with education debt that they weren't prepared for, um, or whether it's, it's a, a loan uh, from the parents, which they may or may not be able to handle. I mean, uh, this is a completely preventable issue, and that's probably the biggest shocker that we came uh, face-to-face with. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't fully understand the cost. Well, oh, here's the tuition and stuff, but like the cost of textbooks is just absolutely incredible. And then if they're not able, like your your son's going to university in a different school, they have to be paying for how are they going to be living and eating and doing all of that stuff because they can't be living with mom and dad when they're in a different city. Well, just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to throw out and make it seem all doom and gloom, but there's some realities that you have to face. Um, you know, uh, my son's, uh, uh, the cost for my son to be sitting uh, or to be living in the dorms alone this year, just for the eight months, is $3,800 just for his rent. Yeah. Now, you do the math on that, and that's uh, that's under $500 a month all utilities and, and internet and and that included, but there's a lot of things that doesn't include, like food. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and and one of the one of the uh interesting parts of talking with my son uh as 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 parents, as both of us sat down with him, was just going, let's let's take care of that evil little B word and and create a budget. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, 
uh, one of the things that uh, uh, you've taught us over the years that uh, we've had a, a certainly a relationship over that time was that budget isn't a bad word. No, it's a tool. It's it, 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 it's a very very powerful tool. And yeah. When when I'm getting, I I love when I get like the young adults that start coming to see me on their own and stuff. I've been helping with a couple of young girls and going through and they're starting to understand that they need a budget because they don't know where their money's going and they don't understand any of it. And just, I'm thinking the two girls I've just sat down with one, I saved her $250 a month just fixing her phone bill because she had no idea what was going on with that. And the other one was I saved her a minimum of a hundred dollars just by, okay, Give me your phone, pull up your bank account, pull up your credit card and stuff. Show me what's going on so that I can explain the stuff to you. Yeah. How hard do you work for that for that $100 or that $250 that you're just literally pissing away because you have no idea what you're doing? Well, and it's yeah, it's 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 knowledge, right? And all we've we've heard over the years that knowledge is power. Knowledge applied and- is power. And now, yeah, knowledge applied is power. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not willing to do anything with it, it's no better than a speed bump. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we talked with our daughter. It's, and it's funny because our, our son and our daughter have two completely different, <laughs> like polar opposite, um, mindsets when it comes to finances. And, um, uh, so as parents, we've had to learn to deal with both ends of that, right? And and now that I kind of think about it, they may have come across that genetically, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably did. That's probably my fault, but that's okay. It's, uh, again, knowledge, applied knowledge is power, right? And, uh, you know, we, uh, we sat down with our daughter, for example, who loved three days a week to... Um, Head off to a uh, local coffee shop. I'll uh, try and leave the names out of it, but uh, head over to a coffee shop to have her favorite five dollar beverage three days a week. And we sat down, and and sometimes she wouldn't just buy hers; she would buy her friends too. And so we sat down with her and went, you know. Um, when you do the math on that real quick, 15 times three times four is 90 bucks a month. Yeah. And that's not every day. Like a lot of us adults do right in the, in the drive through waiting for our morning cup of Joe on the way to battling Deerfoot traffic <laughs> from up here in Airdrie. Um, but 90 bucks a month. And, that- and that's a lot. If you you look at that over a year, that's over a thousand dollars. A thousand bucks a, a year, and I went, you know what? You're not even you're not even paying that for your car insurance. Yep. You're spending more on on a fancy little something or other than what you're paying for car insurance. You need to stop and think about that for just a second. You're spending more on that than you are on your cell phone. Yep. But the and, thing is, when 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 it's such small amounts, like it's like the five dollars or anything under twenty, so many people don't consider it money, and especially a lot of like our 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 kids, our teenagers and stuff, 
they don't deal with cash, so they, no. they they're dealing with the debit card, so they don't even make the 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 emotional and intellectual connection that that plastic is 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 money. Yeah, and, and it's leaving because they're not they're not seeing it. Well, and and a challenge that I'm even facing uh, as an adult these days is with technology is that you don't even have to put your PIN number in anymore. Oh no, the the, the it's a tap tap it. Or, yeah, like you said, do the app and things like that. And you go, I just had $85 zip from my account in a tenth of a second. But that's why so many of the companies and the banks and the credit card companies are so in favor of those things. And they're they're, they're advertising it as convenience. But they like it because people become less and less aware of the money that they are spending and it adds to their bottom line and, and ends up stressing out the people that are going, okay, where'd all my money go? Yep. Where did when all you, the money go? When you look back and all of a sudden you have a few extra days at the end of your money mm-hmm. for the end of the month, you know, more days than money, and you look back and went, oh, you know what? I could have really used that 75 bucks I just spent on fruity drinks. Yep. Or, yeah. or, 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 and like you said, you were talking about making sure that you have some of the, some money, even if it's okay, five dollars or ten dollars that you're set aside for for those lean times. Because another thing that I'm starting to see, because people don't know and don't understand, is people are getting the payday loans, like yeah. Money Mart and stuff like that. And then once they're in, they're done. Like oh. if you cannot fully pay it off when when it when it's when it's due. Well, then you, then you have to get another one and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up and then they're just, they're, they're trapped. Yeah. And there's no way to get out of that. That's, that's what I meant by no way out is the, uh, there's no easy way out, right? It's, it's, uh, you have to make some significant changes in, in the way your, your, uh, your actions are. And And a lot of people think that those things are just for, 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 for poor people and, and things like that. I, I, I have a, a, an associate that actually owns a money mart. And he says, I have, I have clients that come in every month and they're doctors that are getting the payday loans because yeah. they have no concept whatsoever on how to manage their money. And he says, I get, I get the people, the, the, the guys that work downtown and the business suits and stuff. He says, I get absolutely everywhere. Everyone, because they have no idea whatsoever how to manage their money. It has nothing to do, in the most part, for how much you make. It's do you have the skills to handle what you make. Right. And that just, that terrifies me. (laughs) Yeah. Going, how can we make sure that we've got you set up, like, thinking of my daughter and and, and all the kids and stuff around her, how can we make sure that you have the knowledge and skills to never, ever get suckered into this? Like, we teach our kids to stay away from drugs and not to drink and drive and stuff like that. But so many people, we never talk to our kids about money. Well, you know, we talk about drugs and alcohol and and all those hazards, but we don't talk to them about credit card debt. Nope. It can be just about as crippling. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And... And I speak that one from a hundred percent personal experience. You know, um, uh, it's certainly got better recently. But uh, man, when you when you sit down and you start looking at statements and see that 
five and six hundred dollars a month was just going to deal with the interest on credit card payments. Yep. I I I challenge almost anybody, all of your listeners, to tell me that they couldn't spend five or six hundred dollars of their own hard earned money on something way better than credit card interest. Well, credit cards and, and, and all sorts of things. Like it's pretty much to the point where if I can't sit down with anyone, and in, like I said, I've, I've sat down with lots of young people. I've sat down with t- normal families and stuff. And just by going through and then going, you get naked with me. Show me everything that's going on. If I can't save a family a minimum of $200 a month that they're bleeding and didn't even know about it, they are doing amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Cause, but that's tough for people, right? Because that's that's a um I almost want to say it's an ego thing. Oh, it's very right? much an ego thing it's, and a shame thing. Oh yeah. I don't want you to see that I'm spending three hundred dollars a month or or on this thing or or showing that uh you know I've <clears throat> and I've been on this end of it too in the past and certainly helped to learn from it, you know, where you're spending as much um, on eating out mm-hmm. as what you're paying in your mortgage every month, and you don't realize it and that, because that's it's fifty dollars here or twenty dollars there, or uh, you know, and and people are just getting crucified financially because of it. And it's not so much that they don't want to. No, they don't want to show someone else. But a large part of it also comes down to they don't want to face it themselves. Yeah, they don't want to admit that there's an issue there. Been there. Yeah. So it's I've kind of been like, on that end. Yeah, they, they they plug their ears and go la 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 la. I don't want to hear until until it starts getting like really painful and then they're going okay, I need to deal with this and I'm going well if we just dealt with this like right off the bat and like and it's not that people are 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 stupid. It's just they're busy. And and they haven't been taught properly, and they don't know what their options are or how things work. And so much of it is set up in such a complicated way as to keep people in the dark so that the, the credit card companies, the banks, and the multinational corporations can make as much money as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And And the system, unfortunately, is very much rigged against the average person. And a large part of that is... If you don't know, you can't do any better than a shot in the dark. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important to have people that uh, uh, you can go to, that you can trust to to give you that that straight advice, the no BS advice, so to speak. And Paulette and I would not be in the place we are without the solid advice that we've received over the years from yourself and from certainly uh, there were a few other influences, but you know, it, without that valued advice that you can trust because it's no BS, man, that's the only way that uh, people, I, I believe, in, in, from my experience, can survive in especially the uncertain economic um, periods that we've had over the last few decades, right? Yeah. Well, periods of economic instability are just, just the way it goes. And, and, and we have uptimes and downtimes and people need to learn how, how, like you said, the basics of how things work and, and get over the shame of, of talking about money. Like, even if you're just talking amongst your friends and asking questions and stuff like, well, what are you getting for a cell phone deal and stuff like that? Like, what are you getting and stuff? 
Because, like I said, I was sitting down with one girl, and we finally got her hooked up so that she could actually access her bills, because she hadn't accessed her bills in two years. She was paying over $400 a month because she's yeah. going over on her data. And she's, she thought she was set up on a texting plan that was good for North America, but it's only good for Canada. So she was paying like over $100 a month in texting oh, down to the man. States. And this, that, and everything else because she had no idea and had never just, like I said, sat down with anybody or even talked about it. Well, and as parents, it's our, I believe it's our responsibility to do that for our children, too, as long as we have the right information. And that's the large part of the problem. A lot of parents, they want to help, but they don't know any more than their kids do. That's right. And in some cases, our kids know more about this stuff yeah. than we do, right? Which is terrifying, <laughs> but because um, they're certainly not getting it from the schools, Um uh, I had my son come home from uh, his grade 11, uh, what do they call that class? Call 20, career and life Thank management. You. And he blew a head gasket when he came home because this uh, he had actually taken your financial journeys class in the fall of that year, and his Calm 20 class was in the spring. And he blew a head gasket. He just about kicked out, got kicked out of class because he was laughing at the teacher and telling the teacher that she didn't know what she was talking about. And then proceeded to prove his point that he was right. Yep. And that the stuff that they're teaching our kids in those classes is just a joke. I mean, we have kids that are coming out of high school that can't even balance a bank statement. Yeah. And, and, and that's there, the there, there's some stuff. They, I understand what they're wanting to teach, but unfortunately, they're not succeeding. And and calm is kind of like um, the teacher that gets the short straw gets stuck teaching it, and and they don't know what it is that they're doing, and they don't want to be doing it. But it's a mandatory course if you want to graduate in Alberta, and it's like. It could be the most valuable thing they take in high school, but most of them aren't getting anything. And what they are getting in a lot of cases, like you said, is flat out wrong. It, it is. And unfortunately, we have those teachers. And, uh, hey, my son's becoming a teacher. Uh, it's a, uh, Some of my, my uh, mentors over the years were teachers that, uh, uh, you know, and they're fabulous. Uh, what an honorable profession. But... When when you're given a um, a curriculum to teach that's wrong, wrong, it, you know one of the first things that they taught us in computer sciences way back in the '80s when computers filled the room was garbage in, garbage out. Yep. And unfortunately, that's what these kids are pulling out of some of these classes. Not necessarily just that class, but what they're getting uh, for education from their friends and from. Uh, people who just don't know what they're talking about. And that's why it's so important for us as parents to be well-educated, to be able to teach our children that. And if we don't have that education, to get that education. Well, that's what I'm working so hard on doing. Oh. I, we, we quite honestly wouldn't be in the spot we are uh, without that support. And uh, if uh, your listeners are... Um, are looking for that support, they've got to do some homework themselves 
And whether that's coming from you, whether that's coming from someone else they trust, just get that support, get that education, get that information that's the no BS stuff, right? We have people that sign these credit card agreements and, well, you look on your computer, uh, I would I would again challenge people to come up with someone who's actually read the uh, uh, the terms of uh, agreement of their latest Windows update. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> right, but that's how people think that's confusing. Try reading the back of a credit card application. Yeah, I go I go through with them with uh, with highlighters because they're written in the smallest print they can legally get away with, the lightest gray, and it's all in legalese. Yep. And most people, they put all the all the good things, like, we'll give you the free, well, they don't give you free toasters anymore, but we'll right. give you 2.99% interest and all, like, all the good stuff and great big, huge, bold letters on the front and all the ways they're going to rip you off and screw you over on the back. And right. I go through the back with highlighters and go, I, I'm going to just highlight the bad stuff. And sometimes yeah. it's just, okay, here's, here's the two or three main clauses that are standard across the board. But there have been some credit card offers where it's like, okay, try to find anything on the back that isn't highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and people do not understand how any of this stuff works. And they end up getting, getting into trouble so quickly. And that's yeah. such a bad thing. <laughs> to close up here, if you could pass on three bits of financial knowledge to your kids so that you feel that you are successful on that front, what are the three things you'd want your, your son and your daughter to know? You know, I've listened to your other podcast guests that you've had, and uh, uh, it's you would think I would have been better prepared for this question because uh, I've heard answers that are fantastic. But here are my three answers, and we probably heard versions of this before, but here's my three. One, if I could teach my children that debt, if it's managed properly, is okay. But understand the difference between good and bad debt. Very important. That would be number one. Okay. Uh, number two, um, if I could teach my children to uh, uh, or to um, give them the ability to be able to evaluate risk properly. Well, that's a huge one. Right. And... Um, I guess the third one would be the difference between the value and the hazards of debt and how to use it for your benefit. Those are all very, very good things. I, I particularly like the knowing how to evaluate risk because so many people are afraid of risk. You cannot eliminate risk. That's not possible. You could do absolutely everything perfectly and something could still go wrong. But it's it, it's it's placing your knowledge and your ability and your due diligence so that you are making the most intelligent bet possible. Yeah. I grew up watching my father uh, risk everything. My parents risk everything they had to start a new business. And under, uh, while I was young, I certainly had a, an inkling and an understanding of the risks that were involved in that. And while it worked out okay for them, you have to be able to manage and understand what that risk is. 
Oh, huge. Well, thank you very much for joining us. This has been a great conversation, Michael. A little different perspective, I'm sure, but uh, uh, I appreciate the time you've taken to uh, um, to invite me on to the podcast. And uh, as usual, Tammy, I, uh, I appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you very much. We're always looking for the different perspectives. That's how we learn. This is all about opening up the conversation. It's a conversation that we need to have. Uh, need to have with ourselves uh, as as spouses and especially with our children. Very much so. Thank you. Thanks, Tammy. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column, on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.